On today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, I'm going to make the case for why Jalen Hurts should be the favorite halfway through the season to win NFL MVP in 2023, plus a mailbag edition of the show. We take our listener questions, Jalen Hurts questions, DeAndre Swift, future, who bounces back in the second half of the year, all that and more on this Thursday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Thursday episode of the Locked On Eagles podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use our promo code in all lower cases, NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Shout out to our everydayers for making us your first listen Monday through Friday. The Eagles are on a bye week this week. No game on Sunday, Thursday, or Monday. They're 8-1, the only team in the NFL with an 8-1 record. The best team right now statistically in the NFL, which feels really good to say. And the fact that we've gotten that luxury of saying that halfway through the season, two years in a row, is absolutely unbelievable and truly a privilege. On today's edition of the show, normally it would be a crossover Thursday, but because we don't have a game to preview... I thought, hey, it's been a while since we've heard from our listeners. Let's get a mailbag edition of the show going. So in segments two and three, going to take some mailbag questions from our listeners regarding the Eagles' Super Bowl path, regarding DeAndre Swift's future, the third target in the offense now that Dallas Goddard has been placed on injured reserve, going to miss at least a month. Looks like hopefully only four games, some Important games for sure, but luckily only four games. So we'll get into that mailbag coming up later on in the show. But first, halfway through the year, I thought we would discuss the MVP award because two years in a row, the Eagles quarterback is one of the main candidates for the most important award of any individual. And I think it's interesting because you're looking at right now, you know, everybody's doing this throughout the media you know, mid-season awards, you know, grades, predictions for who would win Rookie of the Year, who would win Offensive Player, Defensive Player, who would win MVP. And I feel like the majority of people are picking right now to win MVP. It would be Lamar Jackson, right? And you guys know I am a die-hard Lamar Jackson fan. Removing my Eagles fandom, like a player that played for a different team, there has never been a player I've rooted harder for than Lamar Jackson. Like, you could throw Cam Newton in there and... I don't know. That's like it's a pretty short list. Removing any sort of Eagles bias, Lamar Jackson is one of my favorite players in the history of sports since I've been watching over these last 26 years. And so I understand why Lamar would be the lead favorite to win MVP. But I want to in this first segment, I want to make the case for why Jalen Hurts should be the MVP. And honestly, I think he should be. You can make the case for both him and Lamar, but I think Jalen, honestly, nine games through the season should win this award. He's been elite in all the most important areas that you would define a most valuable player at the most important position. When you look at some of the statistics that he's been putting up through nine games. So number one, he has the top passer rating when trailing this season. And when you define a quarterback, like why they're so important, why you trade the farm for these players in a draft, why you spend so many 
you know, assets, draft picks, you know, draft capital, um, salary cap on surrounding these players. It's because they can take you to heights that no other position individually can, regardless of what their circumstances are around them. And one thing is when your team is losing, when you need your quarterback to elevate everything else going on around them, when it's not working out, can they do it? That's the guy that's worth $200 million. That's what the Eagles paid Jalen Hurts this offseason. And last year, we didn't really have to see a lot of moments where the Eagles were losing football games because they were kicking ass so quickly. It felt like two quarters into a game, it was over. And so this year, we're seeing even more the value of Jalen Hurts and how truly special and elite and what a real franchise quarterback he is because there's been a lot of games where the Eagles are trailing by sometimes double digits, both games against Washington. It was a tight game against the New England Patriots, the Minnesota Vikings, the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, really, what game did they blow anybody out? The Miami Dolphins game was close. The Dallas Cowboys game was down to the final wire. Pretty much every game the Eagles have played this year has been a tight matchup. So you've had to see up close and personal the value of Jalen Hurts saying, okay, crunch time, fourth quarter, it's a one-score game. We need you to make a play. And Jalen Hurts right now has the top passer rating in those moments. I mean, that's purely a quarterback elevating his team in the biggest moments. And that is such a huge factor, at least if I had a vote, to who would win MVP. Not just that, but he's also won, this is an incredible stat, he has won six straight games when his team trails by double digits, which is the longest streak since the stat has been kept track since 1991. He's had multiple double-digit comebacks this year, so for the same reasons as why that top passer rating when trailing is so important, he's been making actual comebacks this year, leading the Eagles to victories when a lot of other quarterbacks would not be able to dig them out of a 14 to 17 point hole against some of these really good teams that the Eagles have been playing. So again, he's coming from behind. He's doing it as a passer, which if you told me that in 2021, I would have thought you're totally crazy, but he's also beaten some really good teams. Again, he has now won 12 of his last 13 games against winning teams. And the only game he lost was the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs, where he had one of the best individual performances in a Super Bowl that the NFL has ever seen. So he's making comebacks. He's beating good teams. Oh, by the way, on money downs, like third and fourth down, even in third and long situations, which are the hardest to overcome, Jalen Hurts right now is the number one third down passing quarterback. The Eagles are number one in third and fourth down conversions. He's winning shootouts. He's won shootouts against Washington multiple times, against Miami, Dallas. That was a back-and-forth game this year. Again, literally every single important area that a quarterback has to step up in, he has rose to the challenge and exceeded expectations. Oh, by the way, he's doing this without even one of his greatest strengths, which is running the football. He has been injured all season long with a bone bruise in his leg, which, by the way, he re-aggravated against the Dallas Cowboys, which was one of his best games of the season from a pocket-passing perspective. He's been injured. His team has been injured on both sides of the ball way more than it was last year. The run game has not been effective in a month now, going on a month, where they're averaging about three yards a carry. The Eagles have given up more pressures up front than anybody over the last month, which is very uncharacteristic. And yet Jalen Hurts is second in total yardage, second in total touchdowns, fifth in passing yards, and fifth in completion percentage. Like Lamar Jackson, again, I love Lamar Jackson. 
I think he has a legitimate case to be the MVP of the 2023 season, halfway through the season. But if I had a vote in removing, truly, removing my Eagles bias, who has overcome more? It's close because Baltimore has been beat up too. And Lamar, again, has overcome things his entire career, including narratives that Jalen's had to face as well. But I don't know. Yeah, I guess you could throw in the turnovers that Jalen Hurts has eight interceptions and he's fumbled a lot this year. But guess what? Lamar Jackson has, what, seven interceptions this year? And he has double-digit turnovers, just like Jalen does. So does Patrick Mahomes. So does Josh Allen. So it's like, unless you're picking Christian McCaffrey to win the MVP, which, by the way, is not going to happen. A quarterback is going to win this award. You kind of have to throw turnovers out the window. And when you when you contextualize Jalen Hurts' turnovers this year, when you look at his actual interceptions pass by pass, a lot of them were just him trying to make a play to Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown down the field, which is a, a play that I'm okay with 10 times out of 10. So for me, I think Jalen Hurts has a legitimate case to be the MVP in 2023, which is amazing to say because I thought he should have won it last year, or maybe at least he could have won it last year. And the fact that he is now replicating what he did last year, and even he's even better as a passer despite being injured and despite all the adversity they faced this year that they did not have to face last year, is a remarkable story as the Eagles are now 8-1 and one in the 2023 season. So I think Jalen Hurts, he could very well end up winning the MVP this year, and I would not bat an eye. He's the quarterback for the number one offense in the NFL when it comes to point average points per drive. The Eagles score more points per drive than any team in football. All right, let's get to a mailbag edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Coming up next, we're going to hear from you guys, the listeners, talk all about the Philadelphia Eagles heading into their bye week at 8-1, and one, the best record in football. Guys, today's show from Lockdown Eagles is brought to you by DoorDash. DoorDash has saved my life over and over again. I am the laziest shopper when it comes to groceries. I need to drive over to Wegmans way more than I do, but DoorDash absolutely comes through. And then for game day, for the Eagles games, I'm all nervous. I'm tightly wound. I don't want to leave my apartment. I'm preparing for our shows. I'm on Twitter. I'm getting ready for the games. So what do I do? If I'm feeling a hoagie from Wawa, I hit up DoorDash. Why root for your team on an empty stomach? Order on DoorDash and save on football watch party favorites. You can order pizza and wings, soda, burgers, or just even buns. If you're cooking yourself, if you're grilling yourself, DoorDash can get you just buns, any sorts of ingredients, and get it all delivered without missing the game. Or order chips, dips, nachos, or everything you need to make your own nachos on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Kick back a kickoff with unbeatable deals on everything you need for the watch party or tailgate. Get 50% off up to $10 in value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter our promo code LOCKED23. That's in all caps, L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3. Subject to change, terms do apply. Again, 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more when your first order is at DoorDash. Download the DoorDash app and enter that promo code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms do apply. All right, Eagles fans, we thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Guys, Lockdown, we're kicking up our coverage every Friday with Lockdown NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Lockdown will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern time on every Lockdown NFL YouTube channel, including our own 
hosting Nietzsche Batiste, Jarvis Davich, Kyle Krabs. They will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, all that and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anybody else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Time now for a mailbag edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Thanks so much for all of you that sent in your questions on Twitter at Locked On Birds and at DBASI LOE. I want to start with a question from Greg, and this is an interesting one as Dallas Scotter is now out for about, I would say, four to five weeks with the bye week this week. He should probably only miss four games, I would assume, but we'll see. Maybe it's five to six just so the Eagles are cautious and make sure that he's ready for the playoff run. Regardless, though, it's up to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith to carry the load, but who now is that third passing target in this offense? Is it one of those other tight ends? Is it Jack Stahl? Is it Grant Calcaterra? Is it Julio Jones? Olamide Zacchaeus? Is it Quez Watkins when he comes back from his injury on injured reserve? Well, Greg tweets in, who are you most confident in of those options, specifically Julio, OZ, or Quez moving forward. To me, I don't know if there's a guy specifically that I'm very confident in to carry the entire load. First off, you're never going to replace the production or types of plays and efficiency that Dallas Goddard makes with Julio, with OZ, with Quez, with any of the tight ends they have, even Alberto, who I did not mention. It's going to be by committee. Like They're all going to have to chip in to make up this production. And honestly, I'm not banking on any of them to make up the production. I'm banking on mostly the run game improving and Devontae Smith getting more targets and more receptions each and every Sunday. So that's the way I'm looking at how you replace Dallas Goddard in the next month and a half. Jalen Hurts, by the way, too, getting healthier, running the football, that's also going to help more. But if I had to say if one guy I'm most confident will step up the most, you guys know I was a Quez Watkins guy for a long time, but he has not looked good this year, just like he looked bad last year. He's coming off with a hamstring injury with that kind of speed. It could hamper him. You know, Is he 100% healthy moving the rest of the way? I don't want to say Quez. I don't really want to say OZ. I think by default, just because of the experience and how he's a Hall of Fame receiver. And he made a big play two weeks ago in a huge spot. That touchdown by Julio Jones against Washington was massive with the game tied up. That took the lead. I guess I would say Julio, just based on the production he can make up for in the red zone, which is where Dallas Goddard is very efficient. I'd say in that way, like Julio is a big body like Dallas. He can win over the middle, physical catches, contested you know, money downs, third down, like I said, the red zone. I would say Julio, but again, I'm not really banking on Julio, OZ, or Quez to make up this production alone, and it's definitely not one of those tight ends. Against Dallas Goddard, he's a top three to five tight end in football. Like, you're not going to make that up with role players. It's going to, everybody's going to have to chip in, and I think your other stars are going to have to step up more. It's going to be Devontae. It's going to be your offensive line and that run game with DeAndre Swift to get it going. But really interesting question from Greg. I think Julio, though, would be the guy I'm most confident in moving forward. James tweets in, confidence level in the Super Bowl path halfway through this year compared to this point last year. How did I feel last year through nine games compared to this year when it comes to the Eagles' Super Bowl chances? Really good question. I think I'm, I'm close to the same, if not more confident this year than last year because I think a lot of the same threats to winning the Super Bowl, the same threats that are in the Eagles' way 
from last year, they're in the way again this year. It's in the NFC. It's only really the San Francisco 49ers. I respect the Detroit Lions a lot, the Seattle Seahawks, the Dallas Cowboys, who always give the Eagles problems in the NFC East. But for me, the 49ers, when the Eagles are at their height, when they're playing to their ceiling, the only team that can really match them is San Francisco. So San Francisco is in the way, so is Kansas City, and then you always have like one other team in the AFC that I really think is a juggernaut. This year, it would my vote would be the Ravens with Lamar Jackson, or it would be the heating up Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow. So you got like three to four teams that are in your way again, only one in this conference, just like last year. And I know this year they have more on-field issues than last year, but I don't know. There's something about this team the way they've been through adversity this year, the way that, by the way, Jalen Hurts is playing better than he ever has, including last year, and he's not even healthy, the way that they overcame one of the most heartbreaking Super Bowl losses in NFL history, and they're still 8-1 and one the following year, and they're going to get the number one seed again, these are the seasons, honestly, that teams win a Super Bowl more than the 2022 seasons where a team just coasts through the regular season and faces no adversity. Right, The Eagles came very close to winning it all last year, but sometimes when it's not as pretty in the regular season, those are the teams, a lot of times, that end up winning the ring. And I think the Eagles this year, and and there's a do-or-die type of feel with all the veterans on this team on both sides of the ball. It's kind of a last ride for guys like you know, Jason Kelsey, maybe Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. I don't know. I just, I trust this team. And I know, again, there's more issues, especially look at the secondary, the run game. These were not problems that the 2022 Eagles faced, but I, I just trust this team. They're getting things done. They're winning close games now. So when they face those situations in the playoffs, they're battle tested, they're battle tested from last year. And I I think that really does go a long way. So honestly, I think some people might disagree, but I'm more confident in the Super Bowl path right now compared to where I was last year. And you got to remember, last year through nine games, like the Eagles looked incredible. They were the best team in football, but we had no track record to go off of. The year before, they were a wild card team that got dominated in the playoffs. Until we see it in the playoffs, the 2022 Eagles, I was like, I'm not sure. Like, let's see, will this last? There's been a lot of teams that have had really good first halves of the season, and then they've tailored off. So I would say right now, because of that resume as well, I'm more confident in the 2023 Eagles. Really good question, though. Let's keep it going. Khaled writes in, speaking of the struggling secondary, Bradley Roby set to come back after the bye week. Is he enough in the slot? Is it necessarily enough? I I would say no. I mean, Bradley Roby hasn't played, what, a full season since 2017? if I'm not mistaken, and he had a good game against the Rams when the Eagles first signed him. He has way more experience than Eli Ricks and Sidney Brown. I don't think he's enough moving forward in the slot, but I'm actually honestly even more confident in Eli Ricks and Sidney Brown still. I know it was a tough game against Dallas, but these are two rookies that are playing a brand new position. Eli Ricks at Alabama and LSU played on the outside primarily the entire time. Sidney Brown's a safety, and so they're asking these two rookies to play a new position and cover C.D. Lamb 90% of the time in this game, who's one of the best receivers in football. And they're very talented players, young kids, more talented than Bradley Roby. Yeah, so I don't think Roby is the fix. Getting him back will be a huge boost. He's a veteran with a lot of experience. He's had some good years for sure. Like, I, I definitely want him back, but 
I think I'm actually still more focused on Eli Ricks and Sidney Brown in the slot and letting those two kids grow. And there's a lot of games still have to play. So by the time the playoffs come around, I still trust that they'll actually be the guys to lean on over Bradley Roby. So yeah, getting him back is huge. It's definitely not enough, but nothing's going to be enough now. The trade deadline's gone. Like they, who they have is who they have. And to me, I'm banking more on like James Bradbury needs to stop struggling. Kevin Bayer needs to stop looking so slow in man coverage and make plays so that Howie Roseman's trade is justified. Like that's, I'm focused more on those guys than the slot. Like the slot is what it is at this point. It's not going to get any better from a talent perspective. The talent is in the young kids. The inexperience is what's hurting them. I'm just, that's, I think your best bet is banking on those two kids to figure it out because they have the health and the talent that Bradley Roby at this point in his career really does not have. All right, one more question before we take a break, and it's from Ed. He tweets in, what is the Eagles' record through the next month? The Eagles do have the hardest strength of schedule over the next month and a half. They play, it's a gauntlet of a schedule, so this is a really good question. So let me just take a look at the schedule, and I'll, I'll break this down. So they play the Chiefs, the Bills, the 49ers, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks. Those are their next five games. So what is their record? Man, I, I would say I'm hoping for three and two, right? You're eight and one. If you can get to 11 and three, I think that's ideal. I think they can, the way the Chiefs look right now, I think they can beat the Chiefs. I think they can beat the Bills. I think they could beat the 49ers. I think they should be favorites in all three games. The Chiefs right now are a favorite at home against the Eagles on Monday Night Football. So maybe they lose that game. So of the three, Chiefs, Bills, Niners, I'll predict they lose one of those, even though I think they can win all three. I'll say they go 2-1 and one in that stretch. And then I think they'll go 1-1 one and one against Dallas and Seattle. So, yeah, I think they'll go 3-2. and two. I think they'll be 11-3 and three heading into the final three games against the Giants, Cardinals, and Giants again. And I think they win all three of those games, and they're 14-3. and three. They clinch the one seed. Yeah, I think three and two is ideal, and it, it looks very challenging. But again, all these teams have flaws, just like the Eagles. Like Kansas City, they've been a shell of themselves this year on offense a lot of the times. They do not have a lot of talent when it comes to who Patrick Mahomes is throwing the football to. The Buffalo Bills, they are one of the most injury decimated teams in the league. Their play calling has been suspect. Josh Allen has not been the same. They can beat the Bills. They're five and four. The Bills have lost to some bad teams this year. San Francisco, they've lost three games in a row. Their quarterback, compared to Jalen Hurts, not on the same planet at all. The Dallas Cowboys always give you trouble, but the Eagles are a better team. Same with Seattle. So, yeah, I would say 3-2 and two is ideal. If they go 4-1, and one, would I bat an eye? Not at all. So I, I would predict, though, 3-2. and two. I want to be realistic and say they'll lose two of those games. All right, we'll get to a few more questions coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Guys, today's show is sponsored by Jace medical. If you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use our promo code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. What is Jace medical? It's come through in the clutch, at least for my family living in Buffalo, New York. Last year, we had two major blizzards in November and December where we were literally snowed into our apartment my grandpa needed some medication. He was snowed into his house in Amherst, New York, in the South Towns and the North Towns. That lake effect snow coming in, brutal. Jace Medical came through. They provide the Jace case, which provides five life-saving antibiotics for 
emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of their board certified physicians, get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment related questions that you may have at home. They're doctor created, doctor recommended. Again, head over to jacemedical.com and see what is offered for you. Use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, in all caps, for $20 off your purchase. Don't get caught off guard. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply and your daily medication. Remember to use that promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for discounts as well. All right, Eagles fans, we're wrapping up this Thursday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast with a mailbag edition of the show. A few more questions to get into, and let's keep it rolling. We're going to start with my main man, Sam, one of our longtime listeners. He writes in, halfway through the year, what are your thoughts on what to do with DeAndre Swift this offseason as the lead running back for the Eagles? Definitely an interesting question. DeAndre Swift right now, top five in rushing yards. He's had some huge games this year. So does that make the Eagles and Howie Roseman specifically reconsider his running back stance? You know, Miles Sanders had a career year in 2022 and Howie let him walk to Carolina who paid him the most guaranteed money of any running back this offseason. They've been paying for it dearly, which kind of justify what the Eagles did, right? They trade for DeAndre Swift. He's making almost no money this year. Same with Rashad Penny. Kenneth Gainwell's on a rookie deal still for a day three pick. Boston Scott's on a very low end first year, one year contract. So DeAndre Swift, though, has been pretty good at times this year. Would the Eagles consider paying him being a top five rusher? I would say no. In fact, DeAndre Swift being good this year would only reaffirm the strategy that Howie has. If I was Howie, I'd be like, see, I did not pay Miles Sanders $4.5 million guaranteed a year. I, at the last second at the end of a draft, traded almost next to nothing for DeAndre Swift, and he's equaling Miles Sanders' production, if not exceeding it. He's more explosive than Miles Sanders. He's a better pass catcher. So if I was Howie, this would make me double down on that strategy and say, no, I can find another DeAndre Swift next year. Every single year, there are running backs that are late round picks, that are low end free agent signings, that are low end trades that end up producing. For the love of God, Zach Moss right now for the Indianapolis Colts, who's not even the starter anymore, is the second leading rusher only behind Christian McCaffrey. That should prove all you need. Like Raheem Mostert is a top five rusher, and Miami's paying him next to nothing. Look at who the leading rushers are besides McCaffrey. Like that should show you why you don't pay a running back. Now, the counter to that, to play devil's advocate to myself, would be, hey, if the Eagles did not trade for DeAndre Swift, who's a top-tier talent, although he's not being paid like a top-tier talent or running back, he is one of the most talented running backs in football. They'd be stuck with Kenneth Gainwell right now or Shad Penny. We have no idea what that guy has left in him. And Boston Scott, they would be struggling a lot. And that's absolutely correct. But I'll counter that by saying, I think the Eagles' struggles in the run game over the last month haven't really had anything to do with the running back talent because DeAndre Swift has been back there, and I don't think he has been struggling. I think the offensive line's been struggling a lot, and when the offensive line struggles in the run game, your running backs struggle. So to me, that's another reason why I'm not going to pay a running back, because so much of the run game is predicated on the offensive line, and by the way, the lack of any threat of Jalen Hurts running the football right now has also hurt these guys. So for me, those are just reasons that I wouldn't pay. And as much as I really like DeAndre Swift, unless he's willing to take like a 
a very cheap, team-friendly one- to two-year contract. If that's the case, then fine. But the Eagles, you got to remember, they got to pay Devontae Smith this year, Landon Dickerson, potentially both guys on the edge, Hassan Riddick and Josh Sweat. I don't think they can afford to pay DeAndre Swift, and halfway through the year, I don't think anything has really changed, at least in my mindset, to change that philosophy. One more question from one of my favorite listeners, Lawrence, who tweets in, who's your take purge player? Someone that's something that's been on your mind about a player that's on your chest and you just have to say it, whether that's a sneaky disappointment or surprisingly good, your pick. So my thought, and this is not popular because he's very well liked already as a rookie. He's a first round pick that hasn't really been given a lot of chances to play, but Lawrence, I'm nervous about Nolan Smith. I'm nervous about Nolan Smith, not only because this is a first round pick and yes, he wasn't like the first round pick. The first round pick was Jalen Carter. He's behind two of the best edge rushers in football. Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat, both top five in pressures. Josh Sweat tied for number one right now with Micah Parsons. Um, Brandon Graham's in front of him as well. So I understand the snap count was always going to be limited. But the fact that he was being so severely outsnapped by Derek Barnett is definitely a red flag. And the fact that he's not been getting a lot of pass rushing snaps, the fact that they want him dropping back in coverage more, that's, that's alarming to me. And I'm a little nervous. I just have not seen the flash plays at all. Even his one sack this year, he was untouched. So I still am very high on Nolan Smith. He was a very good run stopper in college at Georgia, despite his undersized frame. He is explosive, very fast. His bend is incredible. His get off, very similar to Hassan Reddick, who, by the way, took a few years as well to get going in the NFL. So this is a long-term project. But I have not been encouraged so far by what I've seen. And it's not popular to say. Nobody's really said it. But they're getting next to nothing out of one of their first-round picks. And I wanted Nolan Smith. I was comfortable with Nolan Smith as that only first-round selection before they moved up for Jalen Carter. I should say with that first first-round pick, when they were still at 10, I said, hey, Nolan is a guy I'm comfortable with. And if you don't have Jalen Carter right now and Nolan Smith is your only pick, People are wondering, like, is this kid a bust? Like, this is, they're getting nothing out of one of their day one selections. And again, if he was like their main guy on the defensive line, their first pick, I think the microscope would be on him a little bit more. And I think there would be a little more disappointment, which right now there really isn't because they don't really need him that much. But I will say, I, I want to see more out of the kid over the final, you know, eight games of the year. So we'll see what happens for sure. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of Locked on Eagles. Thanks so much for tuning in and making us your first listen each and every day. Gino and I will be back tomorrow for one more show, and then we'll get you through the bye week, and then we'll get ready for Chiefs week next week. Right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for watching and listening, and let's go Birds.